Welcome to SEC Unfiltered, home of the best SEC content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sports entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports. Pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of, they have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews as well. Guys, so many fans and listeners of SEC Unfiltered have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. Well, so again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from SEC Unfiltered sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. to Michigan in the Rose Bowl final score 27 to 20 in overtime. How would you grade Alabama's 2023 football season? An interesting season for the Crimson Tide, no doubt, right? It started off slow. You had that loss to Texas 
You had folks like me picking nine and three in the preseason, right? Nine and three over the summer at SEC media days. And it looked like those of us that doubted Nick Saban and Alabama were going to be correct, right? When you watch that USF game following the Texas loss, and it looked like Alabama was destined for a seven or maybe even eight win season. Credit to Nick Saban, credit to Tommy Reese, credit to that entire coaching staff for riding the ship, rallying the troops, and figuring some things out, right? Alabama finishing this season 12-2 and overall. Guys went undefeated in SEC play 8-0, and of course, guys won the SEC championship. I'm grading Alabama's season at an A, right? It's not an A+, because you didn't win the national title, so you did not ultimately meet the goals, the expectations, the standards set out for Bama football, which is every single year national championship or bust. But when you look at Bama, guys, to overcome the adversity that they had, which a lot of it was self-inflicted, right? A lot of these wounds, a lot of these errors were self-inflicted, just not doing the little things right. Jalen Milrow evolving and coming into his own. I think all in all, a positive season for Alabama, guys. Any year in which you go undefeated in conference play, in the best conference in America, and you beat the back-to-back national champions in the SEC title, that's a pretty damn good year. It's not an A-plus for Bama because they didn't win at all, but it's an A for sure. A really, really good season with the Crimson Tide. Guys, we move to the Arkansas Razorbacks. We're going alphabetically here. I'm giving Arkansas an F. Four and eight overall, one and seven in conference play, guys. The one win, ironically enough, over Billy Napier and the Florida Gators. But, I mean, to say this season fell short of expectations. Even if you were someone who came into the season conservatively on Arkansas, you were picking six and six, which felt like, you know, you may have been selling Arkansas short with what they had returning in K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders. And, you know, they had some questions defensively, but they had Paul at linebacker. They, they had some guys for sure. But from start to finish, guys, this season was ugly. This season was abysmal, right? When you look at the home games, the, the, the ugly losses to, to BYU in the non-conference, then you get your doors blasted off by an Auburn team, by a not very good Auburn team, I might add. It, it was miserable from start to finish. And again, anytime you're talking about your head coach and his job status, and you know that was the case with Sam Pittman, right? Your AD has to come out and say, hey, we believe in Sam Pittman. He'll be back next year, which is basically the school saying, hey, you're on a one-year contract. If you don't get it going next year, you're fired. Uh, it was a tumultuous season for Arkansas, to say the least. An F grade is fitting for a 4-8 and eight season, 1-7 and seven in SEC play for the Hogs. Hard to believe the type of year they had in Fayetteville. Guys, to the Plains we go. The Auburn Tigers, who in year one of Hugh Freeze went 6-7, and seven including that bowl loss in the Music City Bowl to Maryland, ugly fashion. Uh, three and five in SEC play, guys. I give Auburn a C-minus for this season. Uh, you know, I, I think getting to a bowl game is success in year one. But, you know, it's it's strange looking back because there were some good, there were some bad, and there were some really, really ugly for Hugh Freeze in year one. I mean, I think the good guys – Getting to six wins, just getting to a bowl game. I thought Hugh Freeze was very candid and very honest at SEC Media Days back over the summer when he said, hey, guys, listen, be patient, right? We're building this thing. We're just getting going. I'm, he was pleading for patience with his fan base. And anytime a head coach is doing that, that's him saying, hey, listen, 
we like some things we have, but give us some time to figure it out. Don't expect eight or nine wins in year one. So I think for year one, even at a place like Auburn with super high expectations and standards, getting to a bowl game was a success. The bad? Well, guys, I mean, how about losing to New Mexico State for starters? You could label that in the ugly as well. How about losing the Music City Bowl as another? The ugly? Fourth and 31. Again, the New Mexico State loss. That bowl game was abysmal as well. Um, so, you know, I, I thought, though, for Auburn, some more of the positive, you know, showed great fight against Alabama in that game, against Georgia. So there were positives to take away. There was enough promise in year one of the Hugh Freeze era that uh, that gives you belief that Auburn will be a force to be reckoned with sooner rather than later in the SEC. I didn't even mention, guys, the ugly being the Auburn offense and how abysmal it was all year long. One of the worst in college football this year with Peyton Thorne running the show at quarterback. But all in all, a C-minus grade for Auburn. I think a year in which you set the foundation in year one. Despite the madness, despite the New Mexico State game, despite 4th and 31, despite the Music City Bowl, there was enough good to outweigh the bad, right? C's get degrees, but barely a C-minus for Auburn. Guys, we move to Gainesville, the Florida Gators and Billy Napier. I'm giving Florida a D-plus for this season. Five and seven overall, three and five in SEC play. You know, Auburn met their expectations. Like, I picked Florida right at five and seven and three and five in SEC play, right? They met the expectations. But the way in which it happened, right? It's, it's one thing to pick it. It's one thing to pick it. Then you see it play out on the field. And... Florida struggles, right? I mean, their best one of the season, I think, coming in Columbia at Williams-Brice Stadium against the Gamecocks and that that thriller in which they come back late in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, the loss to Arkansas, though, was maddening. And Florida, I mean, guys, at one point, we forget, Florida was 5-2. and two. They were 5-2. and two. Beat Tennessee in the swamp and then lost their last five in a row. And you look at four of those five guys, they're understandable, right? Four of those five are understandable when you look at the competition. Losing that Arkansas game? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Knocks this grade down a full letter grade at minimum. Like, that was the one that was the real dagger. I also think, guys, you look at the way it played out. Billy Napier's team in year two of his tenure, one of the biggest reasons he's on the hot seat, guys, it's like it's about how it looks and looking so disorganized, so dysfunctional, and so out of sorts on a weekly basis. When you're making year one mistakes in year two, that's when you have a major problem. So for Florida, a D plus, it's not a failing grade, but I don't know that there's a whole lot that the Gators can hang their hat on in year two and a pivotal year three now upcoming for Billy Napier's program. Georgia, let's move to Athens. I give Georgia an A minus, guys. You know, 13 and one, <laughs> 13 and one, eight and oh in the SEC. Of course, you lose the SEC title game, but you get that big 60 three to three win in the Orange Bowl over Florida State. I mean, there's not a whole lot to complain about, guys, when it comes to Georgia. I mean, obviously losing to Alabama is less than ideal. Um, still having that Nick Saban-sized or Nick Saban uh, demon on your shoulder, if you will, that Alabama-sized monkey on your back, if you will, that you just can't seem to get rid of, the nightmare that is Alabama football for Georgia fans. But, I mean, again, guys, 13-1. and one. In a 12-team playoff, this Georgia team gets its shot to win it all, which they should have. I think Georgia, we'd all sit here and say Georgia was undoubtedly, at the end of the season, one of the best four teams in college football. I'm not saying they should have gotten in the four-team college football playoff. Was Georgia one of the best four teams? Absolutely. right. I think they showed that in that Florida State game, and I think they showed that throughout the entire season. Fell short of the goal. Fell short of the expectations, but still a really good year in Athens. And guys, I, th- I think this year just showed us yet again how difficult it is to win back-to-back-to-back national championships. It's hard to win one. It's damn near impossible to win two. And numbers would show us it is virtually impossible to win three in a row. So Georgia, all in all, a really good season. I know they wish they had another shot at the college football playoff and, and, and competing for the title. but. Again, you go 13-1, and 8-0 and with the regular season the SEC. That one blemish coming to Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. That one stings, but it doesn't take away from a really good year. An A-minus for Georgia in 2023. Guys, let's move to Kentucky. The Kentucky Wildcats went 7-6, and 3-5 and five in SEC play. I'm going to give Kentucky a C here um, just because, like, you look at their season. They fell one game short of what I expected them to be. They fell one game short of, I think, what expectations were in Lexington. But this was a season, guys, in which you go seven and six. You just didn't do anything all that noteworthy, though, outside of beat your rival, the Louisville Cardinal, which is going to make those in Big Blue Nation very, very happy. But, I mean, an SEC play, guys, I mean, you you beat up on what turned out to be a, a bad Florida team. You you know, picked on your non-conference at the beginning of the season. You beat Vandy. So you started 5-0, and right? And then you go 2-6. and 2-6 and six over your last eight games. But one of those wins 
over your arch rival, the Louisville Cardinals. So, And then the other win is Mississippi State, who turned out to be one of the worst teams in the conference. More on that in a second. So it's like the record, you look at the record, oh, okay, Kentucky didn't have a bad year. But then you look at how it happened and what happened, and you lose to Clemson in the bowl game, and it's like there's just not a whole lot for Kentucky. It's like it was a, it was a meh. It was a meh type of season. Like, most things fell short of expectations for Kentucky. Devin Leary was was one of the most disappointing players, I think, in the entire conference. Those great wide receivers, Berrion Brown and Dane Key, because of that, they never really lived up to the hype and expectation. I will say that Ray Davis was a fantastic player for Kentucky this year. But outside of that, it was just kind of a, kind of a blah season for the Wildcats. And so for that reason, guys, I give them a C overall. It's passing, but it's it's nothing flashy. Let's go to Baton Rouge, guys. The LSU Tigers finished 10-3 and on the year. They just capped off their season, of course, with that ReliaQuest Bowl win over the Wisconsin Badgers. 10-3 and overall, 6-2 and in the SEC. Certainly fell short of their goals and expectations a season after they won the SEC West and appeared in the SEC title game. The goal and the expectation was to get back. And, heck, some folks out there, we're even picking LSU to win the national championship, which I won't say was a bad pick. I think I think when you looked on paper, they were my pick to win the SEC West. They had basically everything coming back. Uh, there was a lot of reason to go with Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers, but the historically bad defense, which of course leads to LSU firing the defensive coordinator Matt House today. The historically bad defense, and it's a shame, honestly, guys, because. LSU went 9-3 and three in the regular season, right? Losses to Ole Miss, Alabama, and I'm forgetting one more. Ole Miss, Alabama, and one other that I seem to, for whatever, whatever reason, cannot remember. Oh, Florida State. Florida State to begin the season. Duh, that feels like that happened eons ago. Those three losses. All three. The defense was to blame. It's scary to think what this LSU team would have been if they even had just an average defense. Because on the other side, hey, it's always a pretty fun season when you got a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, right? I give LSU a C-plus overall grade, guys, just because, again, fell short of expectations. The defense was so bad, but you did have a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback in the midst of a 9-3 and campaign, and you closed off the season on a high note, Garrett Nussmeyer with a fantastic outing in that ball game, and you fired your defensive coordinator. So good on LSU for making a move today. Uh, a C-plus season in Baton Rouge, you know, nine wins, some great moments, but I think 2023 for LSU will always be remembered for what could have been and not what was. Guys, we go to Starkville, Mississippi State, a team that fired their head coach. In 2023, five and seven overall, one and seven in SEC play, guys. I got a little empathy for Mississippi State. I, I, I'm going to give them a D plus. It's not an F just because when you factor in everything that Mississippi State had to deal with, everything Mississippi State was going through this season, you know, it's just not many teams I think would have fared much better, right? With the with the passing of the late great Mike Leach, putting a really tough situation. I thought Zach Arnett was obviously, you know, just putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole, right? He was the short-term solution. Even folks around Starkville 
folks we had on our airwaves talked about, hey, he's the short-term answer. He's not a long-term answer. Now they have Jeff Levy, which I'm sure they hope, of course, will be the guy and I think could be the guy in start to get them back to minimum respectability. Uh, just a tough season to all the way around, right? Will, Will Rogers didn't live up to his potential, and that's because of the changes on offense. Uh, Kevin Barbe's offensive scheme was a failure from start to finish. Um, you know, Mississippi State, the one highlight, they did get the big win uh, against Arkansas, who turned out, of course, like we mentioned, guys, to be terrible. But uh, still, that was a bright spot for Mississippi State. Competed hard in that final game against Ole Miss, but all in all, just a really, really disappointing season in Starkville, even after the passing of the late, great Mike Leach. I expected more. I expected more out of Mississippi State, so a D-plus for the Bulldogs in 2023. Guys, let's go to Como. How about the Missouri Tigers, man? 11-2 and overall, 6-2 and in SEC play. That huge win in the Cotton Bowl against the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm giving Missouri an A-plus on the season. And there are very few A-pluses, guys, that we handed out. But when you talk about and when you take into account the fact that Missouri was picked to finish sixth in the SEC East, was picked by most, including yours truly, as a 500 football team. Six and six is where I had Mizzou. I, I thought, you know what, with Eli Drinkwitz, he's the Jeff Fisher of college football. He's going to go 500. He's going to keep his job somehow. He's the definition of average. He's the definition of mediocrity, and that's just who he is, and that's just what Missouri football is under his leadership. What Eli Drinkwitz did with that program, and it started early, right, that big game-winning field goal against Kansas State, which, of course, Kansas State turned out to be a really good football team. Uh, the thicker kicker, right, gives them the W. It seems like they rode that momentum early. And you could tell early, by the way, even, even in the loss to LSU in the home field, the way Missouri looked in that ballgame, you could just tell this was a different team. You could tell this was a different season, right? And, and the highlights were many, right? Throttled, and I mean throttled, the Tennessee Volunteers. Beat down a hapless South Carolina team, right? Played Georgia as competitive as anybody in the SEC did this season. It was one of those years that for a program like Missouri, and I'm not, you know, not speaking negatively on Missouri, but for a program like Missouri, they will remember forever and ever and ever. A magical season in Como, especially when it ends with a victory in the Cotton Bowl over a storied program like Ohio State. And now you set yourself up, guys, an 11-win season. All of a sudden, Mizzou sets themselves up as realistic college football playoff contenders in 2024. You know, the job that Brady Cook, Luther Burden, Cody Schrader being an All-American at running back. You know, that defense that returns so much experience. I, I just a, a wonderful year for Eli Drinkwitz and company, of course, winning coach of the year, at which was well-deserved, an A-plus season in every sense of the word for the Missouri Tigers. Guys, we go to Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Sooners. I know they're not in the SEC yet, but I figure, hey, why not? Let's talk Oklahoma and Texas. The Oklahoma Sooners, I give Oklahoma guys a B. Uh, for a program that, again, you know, in Brent Venables, year two of Brent Venables, there were a lot of questions coming in this year uh, after, you know, a sluggish year one. The defense was not very good. Oklahoma starts out 7-0, and drops that big one to Texas, then falls in the Battle of Bedlam against Oklahoma State and what's going to probably be the last matchup for quite some time. Uh, you know, for Oklahoma, guys, I, I think, you know, you have a 10-win season. You know, you fall in the Alamo Bowl. It was a good year. 
But anytime you lose to Texas and you don't even make an appearance in the, in the Big 12 title game, it's not a great year, right? It's just an okay, okay year for a place like Oklahoma that has the high standards, has the high expectations they have. So I think a B overall grade is about right for the Sooners. Um, I think Boomer is set up well, though, coming in the SEC. Uh, I, I think there were great strides taken by Brent Venable's program this year. Again, getting the defense right, you know, the job Dylan Gabriel did at quarterback. You do get Jackson Arnold some experience in that Alamo Bowl, so that was a positive. But the loss to Texas, the loss to Oklahoma State, those really sting if you're a fan of Boomer Sooner. And so a B overall grade for Oklahoma in year two of the Brent Venables Era. Guys, to Oxford, Mississippi, we go. The old Miss Rebels. How about them? Hotty toddy. 11 and 2 overall, 6 and 2 in SEC, playing guys for the first time ever with the win over Penn State in the Peach Bowl. In case you missed it, first time ever, Ole Miss hits 11 wins in a season. How about that, man? How about that? One of the best seasons in Ole Miss football history, an A plus for Ole Miss. I mean, no duh, right? What a great year it was. The two losses only coming to Alabama and Georgia. And I know you can say, well, they didn't get over the hump. They didn't win that big game. You're really nitpicking if you do that. I think the big win of the season came against Penn State in the final game. And people can say, well, it's a bowl game. Who cares? Bowl games, this bowl games, that. When you win a bowl game to win 11 games in a season first time in school history, it's a very big deal. And now with this positive momentum that Ole Miss has built up, what they're doing in the transfer portal. Again, I think you look at Ole Miss, guys. They're not just a favorite. They shouldn't just be talked about as this team could make the college ball playoff. They could win it. Like Ole Miss, I think, realistically could win it all. So the fact that we're having that conversation just goes to show you how great of a season it was for Lane Kiffin and company. I mean, Jackson Dart was phenomenal, guys. Quinshawn Juckins, Trey Harris at wide receiver. Uh, you know, Pete Golding and what he did with that defense. It wasn't perfect, but I think they made major strides on that, that side of the ball this year as well. And then, again, you factor into what they're doing in the portal, what Lane Kiffin's building, the monster he's compiling in Oxford, an A-plus season for Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels. To Columbia, South Carolina, we go. The South Carolina Gamecocks, who finished 5-7, and 3-5 and five in SEC play, I give South Carolina a D overall grade. You know, the highlight of the season, Spencer Rattler and the revitalization of his career and what OC Dabble Loggins did. I mean, it was a one-man show in Columbia, guys. It, it was the Spencer Rattler show, also the emergence of his top weapon on the outside, Xavier Leggett, as Juice Wells was virtually unavailable the entire season for a number of different reasons. Uh, the defense was atrocious, right? The defense was abysmal until the final two games of the year. So give credit. They did come on strong. But for the most part, the defense was awful. I would fully expect, and if they don't, I'll be stunned. I would fully expect South Carolina to be the next team, to have a changing of the guard at defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, got a big win over Kentucky late in the year. The Florida game, though, is the one that really, really sticks out if you're a fan of the Gamecocks, right? I mean, just an, an inexcusable loss to the Florida Gators. You had a 10-point lead with about four minutes to go. You blow that lead. And, and I think that was the one, guys, we can all agree, that really sent South Carolina's 2023 season for a tailspin. But, I mean, guys, when you factor in all the offseason momentum, you win eight games in the 2022 season. You beat Tennessee, beat Clemson, back-to-back -to -back top 10 wins. You had Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells returning. You had so many key pieces returning from that 22 team, 
and you don't even make a bowl game. I mean, it's a disappointment in every sense of the word. It's safe to say Gamecock Nation did not find their joy in the 2023 season, a D overall grade for South Carolina. Guys, we moved to Knoxville, the Tennessee Volunteers, who finished the season 9-4 and four overall, 4-4 four and four in SEC play, uh, including that big 35 to nothing win over the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Citrus Bowl. I give Tennessee guys a B minus. Uh, the big one, the big, you know, <laughs> the big knock on Tennessee this year, losing that game to Florida in the Swamp, which was, <clears throat> excuse me, flat out inexcusable, right? If you're a fan of the Volunteers, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, was flat out inexcusable if you're a fan of Tennessee. But, uh, you know, I, I thought a year after losing Hendon Hooker, after losing Jalen Hyatt, there were a lot of question marks. You know, I think a lot of people expected Joe Milton to just kind of fill in and be that next dude. And, you know, it became very obvious Joe Milton was who he was. I think Josh Heifel actually elevated Joe Milton uh, above his skill set, above his talent level, if you will. The defense for Tennessee was really, really good. That front seven uh, was something to talk about all year long. You know, I, I think, again, after you lose Hooker, after you lose Hyatt, with – what you had at quarterback in Joe Milton, which, you know, why did Nico not play more? Which, by the way, Tennessee fans, I'm so – I want to apologize. I'm sorry for butchering Nico's last name on our show yesterday. I thought I had it right. That's why I kept repeating it over and over again. Either way, though, um, surprised Nico didn't play more throughout the regular season. It was awesome to see him in the bowl game. And obviously now the, the hype train begins. And, you know, you see the skill set, the arm, the legs, the poise, what he can do at the quarterback position. You know, but all in all, you win nine games. It's it's not maybe what Tennessee fans were hoping for, but in year three of the Josh Heupel era, guys, if if, if that's going to be the floor under Josh Heupel, winning eight to nine games, I would say you're in a pretty good spot on Rocky Top, especially uh, with a 12-team playoff upcoming, and I think any double-digit win SEC team is going to get in. So Tennessee, a team knocking on the door of contending for the college ball playoff going into the next season, a B-minus for the balls in 2023. Let's look at the Texas Longhorns guys who just lost to the Washington Huskies in the college ball playoff. I give an A grade for the Texas Longhorns guys. You win the Big 12 title game. You know, you, you your only loss of the season, the regular season, was to your arch rival. Uh, or excuse me, uh, you go back throughout their season, only suffered one loss. For some reason, the loss escapes me. Um uh, Either way, though, Texas, I thought, with a really successful season, guys, and a, or I, I keep getting that rivalry game messed up. Texas lost to Oklahoma, right? So Oklahoma lost the Battle of Bedlam, and they lost one other game that I, for some reason, and, and just it escapes me for whatever reason. Either way, though, the Texas Longhorns, just two losses on the year. This was a big year coming in for Texas. Are they back? Can they show their back on a national scale, on a grand scale, if you will? Uh, I thought Texas did a great job. Quinn Ewers with a great season. That defense was really good. They had talent on talent on talent. And so you get to the college ball playoff, and you get to the Sugar Bowl, and, and you fall short of the goal of winning the national title. But again, I, I think, guys, a successful season in Austin, Texas, no doubt a Longhorns program that I think really sets themselves up well coming into the SEC now and We'll see how they fare. The schedule is a gauntlet, of course, but Texas in prime position to make a splash early in the SEC. Texas A&M, let's go to College Station, guys. Of course, the big noteworthy thing in College Station, Jimbo Fisher fired this year. Uh, changing of the guard as Mike Elko takes over the Texas A&M Aggies. Overall, this season went 
if I can get the record pulled up. Here we go. Went seven and six, four and four in SEC play. Of course, that loss in the Texas Bowl to Oklahoma State. I, I give Texas A&M guys a D minus. I mean, I, I just think all in all, when you have a season in which you fire your head coach, which I maybe some will say that was a positive that that happened, but you fire your head coach, you, you, you were you were beat down, beat like a drum on Rocky Top. Uh, you know, losing to Alabama, just losing to Miami early in the season, which really set the tone for what the 2023 season ended up being for Texas A&M. Not a whole lot to smile about. Not a whole lot to celebrate. Not a whole lot to cheer. I mean, I think the most positive thing that happened for Texas A&M this season was Jimbo Fisher getting fired. A D-minus for the Aggies. And finally, guys, the helmet right here to my right, the Vanderbilt Commodores. My Vandy folks, I love you. Thank you for sending the gear to the studio. But I got to be honest with you right here, so buckle up. I'm giving Vanderbilt an F for the 2023 season. 2-10 and ten in, or two and ten overall, 0-8 in SEC play. And guys, this was coming off of a season last year in which Vandy won a pair of SEC games, went 5-7. and seven. We're sitting here thinking to ourselves, okay, Vandy's a team ready to take a step forward, make a splash. They got some key pieces returning. Clark Lee doing great things. And as you see by the helmet, guys, love Clark Lee, love Vandy, love what they're building and doing in Nashville. But, man, you lose that early season game to UNLV. UNLV is trolling the SEC because of it. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You know, you then lose to Wake Forest. You were never really competitive at all in SEC play. Like, there wasn't even a moment where I was like, Vandy might win the game. They might win this ball game. Just nothing, nothing positive. I mean, you beat Hawaii in week zero. Congratulations. Nothing positive coming out of this season for Clark Lee and company. A really, really tough year. Um, and, and I hope the Commodores can, can rebound and, and get it figured out. Because there's no reason why Vandy cannot have at least a, an average football program, a program that's fighting to get to six wins, get to bowl eligibility. They were far. They were uh, 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 eons from that this season. An F overall grade for the Vanderbilt Commodores. Oh.